Welcome to Somewhat Damaged. This week, joining John and I, May Plannert, New York City comedian and hosts of Risque Business News and We Were Had podcasts. We're going to cook up some laughs, pry a bit about Kevin Hart and what's coming down the road for May. Give it a goog. Comedy. Let's out some fuckers. That's oh, God. Anyway, how's your Tuesday? Mine, it's pretty good. Just chilling. Not really much going on. It's like 12.30 on a Tuesday. Just had lunch. <laughs> hanging out. Uh, yeah. What'd you do for lunch? We can start with food. Yeah, yeah. So I made these like cauliflower nachos and uh, just have the fucking nachos. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is it? So cauliflower meaning the chips. Like, we're so like I'm trying to make the chips like pieces right. of cauliflower. It's not yeah. worth it at all. It's you know, I it's funny because I've tried that like cauliflower pizza and all that shit, and oh yeah, it isn't ever worth. I mean, I guess if you're a vegan or you know vegetarian and or no carb person, it's your best bet. But just eat the fucking carbs. Just eat the fucking carbs. <laughs> Honestly, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw. Okay. I saw, I saw, I was, I saw breading that was cauliflower. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. you're throwing it, you're deep frying it. Like, I mean, come on, people. Like, let's, I we're, love, just, we're just yeah. being ridiculous. I love the keto, like, bloggers, and they'll just have, like, a stick of cream cheese and, like, eat that and be like, this is a healthy lunch. And they just put, like, <laughs> seasoning on top. And I'm like, this is, you're going to die. Yeah. Have you ever seen the guys that do the, um, intermittent fasting and then they post on instagram like what they're eating when they come out of the fast no oh my god i'll text it to you it it, it this one dude there's just no way i it, it can't be possible he'll and he's incredibly fit he's like a trainer he's jacked and yeah. he you know does 16 off eight on and will sit down and he'll be like, I'm about to eat two pizzas, three birthday cakes, 44 cupcakes. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, dude, that's not good for your sugar. And I can't imagine what that does to your insides, but it's crazy. Like, and that's, I'm not, that's, that's what I eat when I come down from Coke. Uh, <laughs> call back. You did a call back there, Greg. There you go. <laughs> when they came, when they come back, I thought it was a, that whatever. I miss doing coke. I remember waking up feeling so skinny. That was nice. <laughs> the good the good. So hungover. Oh, good times. I, I love it. No, I haven't done it in a while. I've been good. I've been good. Like, the last two weeks, I haven't done it. I've been trying to go like a whole wow. month. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The thing is, like, I go, I go hard. I always go hard. It's like, yeah. it's not just one. It's like three. And, and I say to myself, oh, I'm just going like, to split it. Nah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I do. That's how I am with alcohol. It's like, I'll be like, oh, I'll have like a few glasses of wine. And next thing you know, I'm like, I, I'm in a random kitchen <laughs> in, in New Jersey at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, how did I get here? Like, I having one, I don't know the meaning of having one drink. And uh, maybe that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know. That's why but I. Here's the thing. Go ahead. No, it's it's basically why I stopped drinking because I I, for one I I can't drink one of anything, so if it's like an iced tea, I'll have like forty four of them. So yeah. I'm like, you know what, I I really should probably not drink anymore because 
I can't handle the hangovers anymore and I just can't drink one of anything. So it's, it's like, I, once I go in, I'm in, I'm like committed. Yeah. And well, Greg, you said that you picked up some weed uh, on your last vacation. No? no, are you not allowed to talk about it? No, 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 we can. I, it, it was more because I had, I definitely have an addictive personality and I haven't smoked weed in a long time. But I was in Massachusetts um, at the on the Cape last weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know it's recreational in Massachusetts, and that's the first time I've been. Well, besides California, but when I'm in LA, I don't doesn't even like register that that shit exists. So yeah. I'm in I'm in um, Wellfleet, and directly across the street from the hotel I'm staying in is a brand new dispensary, oh, right? God. And I'm like, that's just taunting me. <laughs> I used to smoke pot for like Olympic sports. Like I could have been in the Olympics of pot smoking. <laughs> and hope if that ever comes around, I'll I'll get back into it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I I have to go in. I go in, and it was like going into a fucking Apple Store of weed. It wow. was it was the coolest thing. And I'm like, all right. So they have all these. It's it's like it's like Chick Fil A. Like there's a menu, and there's people like. So I just started asking all these questions. And next thing I know, I rolled out of there with a whole bunch of weed. Wow. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> so that's good. And then there was like three more that I bumped into down in Provincetown. And I'm like, all right, I'll go into this one and buy something. So I wound up buying um, mostly pre-rolls, but some edibles and some mints. And they're just sitting in my closet. Listen, they're good for you. It's healthy. Hey, listen, I mean, I'm all about it. I have no problem with it. I just... You know, when the weed started to get super strong back, I don't know, a bunch of years ago, it just put me out of the game. I was used to smoking like crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of crap. And then once it like got kicked up into like, you know, overdrive, it just just completely took me out. I'm like, all right, I'm going out at the top of my game. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm like, the like weed smoking. And I was like, I'm done. Like I'm out, like tapping out. It's good. It's so so yeah, John, I bought some weed. What's it to you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, you're a cool guy because you smoke weed. <laughs> um, I don't really smoke weed because I had the same thing like back when I was smoking weed, it was like in college when like you didn't know what kind of weed it was and I would get super paranoid. So I just like didn't want to talk to anybody. I'm way more of an uppers girl, John, you feel me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm like an Adderall Coke kind of person. And so um, in college, I like hated smoking weed because it would make me so paranoid and like antisocial. And then I was recently on this like radio show that they didn't tell me that it was like this, but basically we were like competing by smoking weed and we were in teams. And like, when I tell you, I, like it was some weird game that we were all playing. It was basically like a weed Olympics. You should have been on our team. Man, now, wait a yeah. second. This is <laughs> a radio show? <laughs> radio show and like let me tell you I cannot even express to you guys like we were chugging weed I've never seen people chug weed we were somehow chugging weed and I was so fucking high and so uncomfortable because I'm like on this radio show well <laughs> if I was in my own living room with my cat on weed right and so like I'm sitting there and like towards the end they were like so everybody want to go around and like drop your Instagrams drop your Twitters and I was like no <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not talking. Like, I can't, no. And then I, looked, I watched it back because it was put on YouTube, which, by the way, I'm like, I have a day job. This is, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, it was put on YouTube, and I was, like, looking back, I was like, okay, I was 
thinking like, okay, you're being paranoid. You're not acting that weird. No, no, no. I was acting that weird. I was <laughs> acting okay, so odd. And I haven't been asked back. I wonder why. So, uh, <laughs> and the radio show is called what? <laughs> I don't know. My friend Loopy put it on. I don't even know what the fuck. Listen, people don't need to see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know they were fucking with you. This isn't a show that exists. This is someone just like, hey, we're going to put it on the radio. It was a fever dream I had. <laughs> May, what, uh, I mean, listen, obviously last couple of months we're back open and, you know, we're, we're all, we're all working comedy again. Yeah. How has been the balance between kind of doing your day job and then kind of going out at night and doing spots and shit? I mean, that's going to yeah. fucking fuck you up. You're burning the candle <laughs> at both ends. If I worked hard literally at all at my day job, then it would. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to be working right now. I mean, let's put it that way. So, like, um, I'm in sales, so I pretty much coast until I don't, until I can't anymore, and then I, you know, take a bunch of calls, and then I coast again. So, I sure. feel like, like a pretty sweet gig, and plus we're, like, working remotely, so take a lot of naps. Get up around ten thirty. Nice. God, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> you get to play with your cat. Like it's just like cat. they're like uh, threatening to go back into the office though. And if that happens, I don't know what I'll do because that right. I'm doing too much comedy to go into an office from nine to five. Like that's I, it's I'm certainly. I mean, and not to mention just a general shock to be put back in that kind of cubicle in that space of nine to five every day, 12 o'clock for lunch, fucking Karen's birthday in the fucking break room. I like that's, I, I do, I don't know how people, sh there, people miss that. Oh, I mean, people want that structure. Yeah, I think these are people that just want to feel important. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that in corporate America where like people just have these titles and they have these jobs that they just like to feel important, but they don't actually do anything. You know, like, and that's like just a, another part of that where people are like, I go into an office every day and I manage a team. And it's like, you come in and you ask everybody how your weekend was, then you sit there on your phone and look through TikTok. Like, let's be honest. Like, these jobs are not hard. We don't do anything. And then none of it is rocket science, but you just want to feel like this, you know, big fucking man on camera. I get it. I get it. But you know what? And, and, and we've, we've alluded to this before. Greg and I have talked about how people are in our industry because we're not talent. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, for Greg and I, we're, we're talking to comedians specifically, but we're not talent in general, but I love watching Twitter and I love people that do shows and feel like their opinion matters. Like you're not curating fucking uh, art at the Smithsonian. You uh, are booking a show once a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are people yeah. that say dick jokes and literally are, are, are you know, that, that have one TV credit and sometimes they, they feel like they should be changing our industry. And it's, 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 it's frustrating to see that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, May, how does it feel to kind of be in, in, in that realm that now you get to see, obviously you have saw corporate America, but now you see these kind of gatekeepers trying to fucking... Yeah, I don't know. Try, try, yeah. try to dictate who's, you know, what's hot and what's not. I hate that shit, obviously. I think, um, I hate people that try to make comedy not fun. You know what I mean? Like, they make it so, like, about everything but the jokes, you know, where they, like, try to have these little, like, perfect lineups with whatever it is. Um, 
you know, a, a people with like a Twitter following or whatever. And like, obviously I understand like you have to put butts in seats. It's like, at the end of the day, it is a business of course. But at the same time, like I hate when people try to overcomplicate comedy. Like people will be like, somebody asked me once, they were like, why do you do comedy? And I was like, to make people laugh, to be funny. And like, they were like, well, I, I would imagine it's because you want to like have your point of view out there. And I was like, no, 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 not that at all. That is fucking way too heady. I was like, I literally want to tell a joke and get a reaction. Like that is as simple as it is. Like I want to tell a joke, have them laugh. That's literally it. Like there's no like deeper meaning to anything that I'm saying. And there's no, and it's also funny to watch people like they have like one show and they think that they're like the most important person in the world. Yeah. And it's crazy to watch like these power trips. And I'm like, ma'am, you run a bar show in the lower <laughs> east side. Like, relax. Like yeah. truly relax. And um I like that yeah, you're ma'am. Work yeah. hard this fictional woman deserves. But. Uh, I, I have a, I have one producer in mind that that, that just just like annoys me to no end. Don't say it. Don't say who it is. I yeah. won't. I won't. Who is that? God. Uh, anyway. He's on a high horse. I mean, we can't, we won't get into it, but. No, but like it, it is, it is, and I get it that sometimes, and I've always disagreed with the idea that comics weren't able to speak their mind, whether it be BLM or what their political views are, because I feel that everybody has the right to kind of talk about it. And I always get mad at all the people that are always say like, just tell jokes or just play football. We don't care. But, but no, you have a stage, you have a platform. You should be able to do what you want to do. What annoys yeah. me is the people that work within our industry that Honestly, what we, we're, we're business people in this industry. You know what I mean? Um, a lot yeah. of us, listen, I, I, there's a little bit of me that wants to like, I like good comedy and if I, we can support it, we'll do it. You know what I mean? Greg yeah, and I are right. producing shows all over Los Angeles and, and New York City, you know, and we're putting talent on there that necessarily doesn't have, you know, the best, you know, that doesn't have credits. We want to get good people in front of, in front of crowds. But like that, sometimes it's just like, we're not see we're not doing rocket science here, you know, and I mean we're not we're not seeing right. the world. Like let's just shut the fuck up and just like let's make people laugh. Let's get a reaction out of people. That's exactly right. what we want to go for. But yeah. Right. That was I, that was my hill. I, I, I just wanna say that I listened to that whole thing and I do wanna I, um just say fuck you. I do have some talents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, please. You're like, speak for yourself. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you speak for yourself, fucker. Greg, yeah. you are very talented. I'm sorry. In the way that Deep Blood Special Olympics are talented. See, that joke should get me canceled. That, that slam should get me canceled for some apparent yeah. reason. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What am I going to be canceled for? Cancel me for what? I don't do anything. <laughs> what May does in her day job, I do in comedy. <laughs> I rolled out of bed at 11 o'clock today. And I said, fuck, I have to do a podcast with two people that I know. <laughs> so much pressure. The stakes are way up. They're yes. High, high. Very high pressure. <laughs> so, so, May, do you typically get like dressed for work or are you part of the sweatpants 
uh, elastic. I have no soul. <laughs> um, I'm dressed right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I do. Like, in the beginning of quarantine, I didn't. But then you start to feel gross. And, like, you know, my boyfriend would be like, you look gross. And you've been wearing <laughs> on end. And I'm trying to, like, get hard over here. So, like, you're not making anything. <laughs> you like underwear once in a while. So I do get dressed feel like a human um you said yeah. boyfriend isn't it fiance it's fiance but i feel yeah. so insane i know that's cringy <laughs> <laughs> i feel weird just being like excuse me it's actually fiance <laughs> i do think that someone needs to come up with a new word I think that that word yeah. played out, not played out, but just yeah, it's archaic. And no one likes it. There's very few people that like being like, "This is my fiance." It's like, okay, douchebag. Uh, right, what about uh, what about uh, what about partner? What about uh, something something around partner? Uh, this is my I mean, yeah. like, something like that. Even worse. <laughs> committed partner, committed partner, maybe at that. Whoa, okay. like that, like that. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not using yeah. that word anymore. No, I'm not going to use it anymore. Um, but you had a good summer so far. I mean, you I got did. you got engaged. You went you 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 went to you went to Idaho. <laughs> Idaho was fun. I had a great time in Idaho. It was I'm really glad. Fun. Yeah, and the crowds were full. The crowds were fun. It yeah. was it was a great time. You guys gonna do that again next year? We are. We're we're doing another one. But you know, like, how does it work? I mean, was that your first time in a long time going on the road? You know, out there. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how did that feel? Like, I mean, listen, you, when you when you see a joke land well in New York City, and to see it land well, let's say anywhere else, like, did you miss the crowds? Like. What's the like? What do you miss the most about? What did you miss most about like live crowds? Oh my god! Every I mean, doing like Zoom comedy shows. I did one on Sunday, and I was like, "Woo! Do I not miss this? This is brutal." Um, I feel like comedy is about like connecting to the room. You know, otherwise you're just doing like a rehearsed play. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to, you have to like really like bring the audience in, and so that's what I missed. For like in person and I would say like the crowds in in Idaho were it was like validating to see things that worked in New York also work there because sometimes I get worried that I get like stuck in this like New York bubble where some there's some comics that like crush in New York and then they don't have a road um they don't have like a road act because it just doesn't like land other places so I was happy to see that that my stuff was for the most part translating there were some jokes that I was like guys you should have laughed there and they were like we don't think you're funny ma'am um but yeah <laughs> so proper very proper yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun um yeah and i thought everybody was great like it was uh, stacked are you getting more road stuff now are you like going are you going out there like outside of new york city to kind of like try to like i mean even including jersey i mean jersey is a different yeah. scene than what it is from new york obviously yeah, yeah, I'm going to Jersey on Wednesday actually for a gig, and then I'm getting these random like these things keep falling into my lap, which are like super like one like just like offshoots. Like someone will be like, I have a charity event in like Western Mass, and I'm like, okay, and I don't know how they find me or where they find me, but work for me. And then you know I'll drive out there. I actually don't have a license, so I like I'm like taking a gig in Connecticut 
uh, in September and I'm getting my license specifically for that gig, but I feel like I need it anyway. But I'm like, I'm gonna fucking die on the way to this, like, you know. No, they have well, do you know how to drive at least then? You I don't know how to drive? Well, I, okay, so I had my license in high school and then I got in like a million car accidents and then I just let it expire. And then I never renewed it, so now I don't have my license. So I haven't driven it like twelve years. All right, Greg and I are driving it to this gig. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing because I'm really worried. Actually, that rig too short. Um, where, where did you grow up? Uh, Cape Cod. I actually grew up in Sandwich. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was nodding along when you were uh, down oh. the Cape. Yeah, so that store was in Wellfleet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, props to my friend who owns a hotel there, actually. Called, I forgot what it's called. I don't even know. That's fucked up. He gave you free, he gave you a free room. Oh, no, no. Can't he, even remember no, his. No, no, you don't know my friends. They got gave me nothing free. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. But it's a very nice hotel on the, that main road in Wellfleet called something. I don't Probably know. Probably Main Street. <laughs> no, it's not in downtown Wellfleet. It's on like oh. the highway. Okay, okay. Like by the beachcomber. It's kind of by Beachcomber, yeah. Okay, okay. Which, by the way, had some kind of massive cave-in. Like, like you can't even park in the down there. Any, like, oh, no. Huge sinkhole. It's crazy. I saw some wild-ass pictures. I spent a lot of time at Beachcomber when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a cool place. So yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. John, what were we talking about? We were talking Food about... Driving. Oh, driving. So you grew up in Cape Cod. You had to have a driver's license to get yeah. around. Yeah, I had a driver's license and I just crashed my car like three times. And then um, I got a speeding ticket and I had to go to something called attitude adjustment class. Yes, I've heard this. Yeah, did you go to this too? No, but you're perpetuating the stereotype about women drivers though. Oh yeah, oh, no. I am. I take no offense to that stereotype because it is 100% true in my case. Like, I, so, all right, I'm an Asian. I have one eye and I literally got in the four car accident. So getting back to this driving to Connecticut thing. Sorry. So, yeah. you're, you're not driving your guy's car. You're going to rent a car and drive. I'm going to rent a car. Yeah. Oh, Cause, Cause, yeah. No, our car. So Mark has this like, um, Mark Norman is my fiance, in case anybody listening. Oh, can we just bleep Ooh. that out? Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh. Whatever, but. Fuck we, that dude. Fuck that dude. <laughs> we hate him. We um, hate him. Team May all the way. Yeah, but uh, he has a like classic car. So yeah, it's awesome. I would not be driving a classic car to Connecticut. Imagine I just total his classic car. <laughs> I think the the the, the uh, uh, your title fiance would be gone at that point. <laughs> I'm going to buy that car from him one of these days. Yeah, I mean he got it. Don't tell him I told you this, but he got it for pretty cheap. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm like I'm like shooting myself in the foot too. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, well, He's yeah. not listening to this anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful BMW. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, no, it would be funnier if you took the little moped up there. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be safer. That'd be safer. It's just that 95. What did you, what, like, what did you, okay, so your first car accident, you had to be, like, 16 at the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like parents' car, like, did you total the car? I totaled... I only totaled one car. 
Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think I got a few accidents, like fender benders. And uh-huh. then, so just to like jack up the insurance as high as I could possibly go. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> and then I finally totaled that car. And I think my parents were kind of relieved at that point. They were like, well, thank God we did just write this girl off and we don't. <laughs> so my uncles own a mechanic store. Um, so they're all, all my, all my uncles are mechanics. So we got all like the, we got the car fixed twice when I had those two accidents before I totaled it. Right. So at least there was that. But, oh my God. I didn't understand consequences back then too. Like, uh, like I would be like, oh, what's the difference? Like uncle Bruce is going to fucking fix the car anyway. My parents, <laughs> the insurance is the difference. You stupid bitch. Like this is <laughs> so dumb. And then I used to drive stick. So my car that I was driving, oh. stick shift. And my parents thought they were like, oh, if we get her a stick shift, then like, she's not going to be texting and driving. That was like their thought process. Cause she has to focus so hard on, on stick shift. Not the case. Okay. I was like T9 wording. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> on my flip phone, like insane. And that, that explains some of the accidents. So, oh no! Connecticut, I will be ten and two. Let me tell you. Where's the show in Connecticut? How, like, how deep into Connecticut do you have to go? It's only an hour and a half from the city, so I just gotta oh. get an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back, and it's gonna prevent me from drinking at the show, which is positive, I guess. All right. All yeah. right. I mean, they can't go wrong with that. I mean, like, I get nervous. Like, we've done a couple of gigs up in Connecticut, and like, I, I just because I live in Jersey, so usually what I'll do is I have to pick up knuckleheads from new york drive yeah. them up to connecticut drive them back to new york so like i don't really drink but you know what what's what's worse is like we do like these gigs and like people are hanging out and drinking and everything and i just i want to so bad so, so bad. god forbid i flip that car on 95 and take the life of three comics oh, in the new york scene. don't even say that oh my god well you know when quarantine came up here to do that taping a couple weeks ago or last month they rented a party bus from Jersey to come in oh. with like, he rolled it. He came in separately from his family and his friends and whoever all the dudes were. They came in in a gigantic party bus that was like, I mean, they probably drank seven cases of beer in the hour and a half drive from Jersey. <laughs> and it was, they came in like bats out of the hell, like screaming, like freaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was upsetting. Jim comes up to me in the after between two shows, and he was like, "Gotta get these people out." Meg, <laughs> <laughs> your, does your family come out to your shows? No, never. No, no, they don't. Not once. No. You know what's so funny is like I feel like my my and I'm totally fine with it, but my parents are not at all supportive of me doing comedy. Ah. <laughs> They hate it, like, um, which I what? think is like sort of a formula for ever. I, if a comedian's ever like, oh, my parents are really like supportive, I'm like, you're probably not that funny. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if like they're actually like cheering me on. Like you need yeah. My mom, like, if I t- start talking about gigs that I have, she'll just leave the room. Like she doesn't even really? want to acknowledge it. I don't know what her problem is with it, but she has a big problem with it. Oh my god! And also, so none your. Like brothers or sisters, cousins, uncles never came out to see it. My cousin has come before. My sister has come once, but that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You think she reported back to mom and dad, like everything? Maybe, because I do an impression of my mom at 
in some of my jokes. Yeah. And so I feel like my mom does not have a good sense of humor at all. Like she does not like to be the butt of the joke. She does not be like, is really fucking sensitive. So I think that she is really bothered by some of my act. And then she doesn't know what's true and what's false. Cause obviously like you lie a little bit on stage. You have to like make it funny. Cause other like regular life is not that funny. It's like, I got up and I worked and I don't know, like, you know, whatever. So. I lie a little bit and I think my mom doesn't think that I'm that creative. <laughs> Where she's like, this can't be a lie because May is not as creative. <laughs> like she could never come up with this. I, I you know, I well we're I mean, I, I, I'm gonna give this whole episode to my my editor and just have him cut all these clips into one when you're like shitting on like what your mom thinks says <laughs> like a minute of Hey, mom, here's a highlight reel for you. This is, you fucking tortured me. I was, also, I was also on a podcast recently where I was saying she's like a terrible cook and like all these things, just like for no reason. And I'm like, hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. And I'm like, why like wouldn't my mom listen to this? Like that's the point of doing podcasts is that people listen to them. Or it's at least going to get back to her. And I'm just like talking shit about my mom all over town, including this one. <laughs> you have a podcast yourself, right? With Max? Yeah, I have two podcasts actually. Okay. So I have um, the one with Max and also our friend Ben Kirschenbaum. It's called We Were Had, and it's an unsolved mysteries podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then we, I also have one with Laura Sogar, um, and it's like uh, we break down like business scandals. So we did one on like Dave Portnoy, like things like that. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Is it is it is it easier to kind of like do podcasts because you have the comedic background? Because I, I, I I'll be honest, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to usually aren't comedy based, and I hate it when they try to make a joke. I'm just like fucking stop, just don't don't like, and, and they're usually like dad joke asks. But right. like I mean, you're doing comedy about unsolved mi- uh, doing comedy. You're doing podcasts on unsolved mysteries and yeah. business stuff. How the hell is I mean. I, I, I kind of <laughs> a little help here. Well, sure to yeah, that she's not really working, so she's got plenty of time to do the work. Yeah, and the thing that like sucks about my podcast is that you have to re- like both of them are research based, so it yeah. takes so long to like find these you know mysteries. And people yell at us a lot because we don't always have the details right, but whatever. But uh, it does get dicey. Like we did, we did a podcast about uh, Jean Jean Benet Ramsey. And so we had a bunch of like, you know, kitty fucker jokes. We had a bunch of like, like we were like, you know, we're like making fun of a fucking brutal murder of a small child. Like it's delicate, you know what I mean? And so we tried to be respectful, but we we're also trying to just be funny. And we got our asses kicked online for that one among many others. Like we try to like, we try to stay away from the murder ones. Um, we've kind of learned that one now because it is like when you listen back i'm like holy shit i can't believe i said that that's really (laughs) you know like i'm like what are you gonna do walking around with company in your front lawn you don't think some guy's gonna come try to fuck her like look at her she's hot i was like (laughs) things like that and i'm like this is like actively offensive you know what i mean like so we've switched it up a little bit like now we're doing things like uh celebrity scandals were they true or were they false like unsolved mysteries like that kind of thing so it's just like a little little lighter um, did you um real quick on john benet ramsey just because i'm a big fan i've got several posters here in the wall um did you ever hear the conspiracy that it was actually the brother that killed yep. and like yep. they're covering it up 
Like, yeah. Greg, did you ever hear this? I, you know, I think so. I, uh, that one bores me. What? Okay. <laughs> How does it bore you? This beautiful child that was made to do beauty pageants and like, just like came from this. Yeah, <laughs> who is totally going to be fuckable. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe. See, I can't believe that said that. God damn it, May. Fuckable. She was already fuckable. <laughs> we should watch Dance Moms, man. Like, oh, no. No, but it's well, like, it's like, but it was such a heartbreaking thing because I remember the mother and like, I've seen like these beauty pageant moms and yeah. Like, but I, I, I don't know. I'm still convinced after, after, after reading something, uh, an article, that it was the brother that actually killed her accidentally, and then they covered it up. I have, I have read that. I don't think I believe that though. Really? Um, yeah. I, I maybe I, I hope too much that parents would never kill their own child. Yeah, that too. And then you would you would kind of understand their position if they're like, well, one of our children's dead, and then it's going to ruin his life if this come out, comes out. So maybe we'll. But at the time, he was like nine. Well, here's what I I think. I I think that the police, no matter where you are, and that was in a relatively big city in Colorado, right? Older, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So big city in Colorado. That the police are way smarter than any two parents who aren't used to killing people or children or covering up crimes could ever possibly be. So yeah, I, I, w I couldn't, I personally just on that wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's reasonable that, I mean, I know if I went and killed someone, John, um, there's no way I could do anything to get rid of, like, I, I know, I just know that like, I, if, if, there's no chance. No chance. I would get caught in one day. I wouldn't get I out of get the garage. Okay. I, I, I could get away with it. No. I know for a fact. I know enough people. That <laughs> if I had to kill somebody, I would. They would be completely premeditated. I would have everything down to a science. If I accidentally killed somebody, I think I have enough connections that I could probably get out of. Do you know how big your digital footprint is? Yeah. That's yeah, true. that's true. That's true. But then, like, you just have other people do it. <laughs> you st it's still a, it's a no chance. I I couldn't steal a thing of fucking Tic Tacs and get away with it. Uh, I stole two bottles of water from Vanessa's dumplings the other day. <laughs> <laughs> For a rush or why? Well, no, I was eating dumplings. And I was like, I'm thirsty. And then I just walked to the fridge and I grabbed the water. They didn't say anything. And I was like, what if I could get with that, go with that again? And I walked back over and I grabbed another water. By the way, the best dumplings in New York City. Of course. Of course. Oh, very good. Yeah. So I can airports. Never what? been in airports. Yeah. I'm like, let me just take this granola bar. Why not? Like, who's gonna stop me? Like, they have bigger fit. They're they're looking for other things, not looking yeah. for some granola bar. They're looking for people that look like Usama Siddiqui. The fucking ass and go around stealing sandwiches all day long. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say that I, we, you know, if if me and John don't get um, blacklisted from podcast world after this one, I think. Oh we're, no, we won't. We find a way it's to all. Do I figured the last one we'd ever do would be with May. <laughs> Watch, that's our last episode. Oh my god. Sorry, well, guys. Listen to my other podcast. Let me tell you something. They are, they are offensive. So what about like comedy wise though? Like what's your writing process? 
Like, are you like Mark? Like, do you carry a gigantic Costanza wallet somewhere with you? I used to because when I first started, I thought that you had to. I thought that you were supposed to be doing like the writing every day method and things like that. For me, when I try to force it, it never happens. And I actually get a lot of material from hanging out with like my regular, I, like my my normie friends that aren't <laughs> comics. Because right, right. if I like tell a story and it's making them laugh at a table, I'm like, this obviously isn't going to work the way it is on right now on sure. stage. But I can like then I'll write down the premise and then I'll and then from the bat I'll take it and like form it into a joke. So like, it's lucky that you have normie friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hot take: like Laura and I have talked about this before. Um, Laura Sogar and I, where we're like. Sometimes this is like horrible to say about my friends, but sometimes like they'll want to hang out on like a Thursday and I'm like, I have shows, I have things to do. Like, you know, like, but then, you know, I, I make time for them here and there. And sometimes it's, it can seem like a pain in the ass, but we, Laura and I are like, there's so much value to having like normal friends, obviously just for the friendship, but also secondly, like <laughs> it keeps you grounded comedy wise, you know, but I can't be like that kind of person that, I'll be like, oh, this water bottle. What's funny about this water bottle? And like, sit there for an hour. That's not how. It's not how I do my uh, sure. stand up. Yeah, I, I completely get it. I mean, I have normal friends. Greg, Greg's got normal, very normal friends, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. No, I mean, your friends in LA were seem very normal. Oh, you do. <laughs> you got the wrong impression, man. No. I just always felt that, like, you, you're absolutely right, man, that, like, having no matches or muggles as friends really helps you because you don't have to kind of deal with, like, I'm not going to lie, like, every time I hang out sometimes with even my group of, like, core friends that are comics, they're always on. Yeah. And there's sometimes that it's like, but you know what's funny is that, like, even being a non, you know, being a muggle myself, like, I'll hang out with my best friend who's a non-comic, and he'll be like, all right all right, now you're just working a bit. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> right, right. Uh, there's like this quality that I'm like, okay, is this a new bit? You know, when people are talking to me, I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. My, my friends mainly just make fun of me. That's really what their main role is in, in life. Yeah, you need new friends then, Greg. I, no, my, most of my friends are good. Some of them are douches. But it's funny because they... I'm a douche. They, I'm a douche. I <laughs> got all into this comedy shit. Like, like a fucking maniac. They, they take as many opportunities to tell me that I'm not funny as they possibly can. <laughs> then I have to remind them that I'm not a comedian. It's not my job to be funny. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what kind of dig that is. But it would be better if you said you're talentless at finding funny people. Then I would say, ah, that, that's but that's hurtful. That's that, hurtful. But by saying that I'm not funny, I'm like you know that's like telling a baseball player they suck at football. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, well, may, talentless anyway, so it's fine. We're good. I I I um my eye is really kind of closing on me here, guys. Oh, no. So I'm gonna go get take some Benadryl, but. Greg, can we close with uh, our with my with my question? Yeah, as long as you take your eye a little farther away from the camera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like it's like swelling now. It does look a little swollen. Is it like gooping too? I think so. I don't know. It's yeah. like there's like def like it's it was itchy. I don't know. Don't touch it. It's like if you touch, touch a it. dog and then you touch it, it's like. Ah, uh, fuck! That's what I did. I was petting Sydney, and then like I probably. 
All right, so before you die of a th- a, your throat closes and you can't see out of both eyes, can you get to the question? Yes. So, May, um, we always ask our guests, what was the best thing you've eaten this week? Oh. Uh, now, you can take it. Today's a Tuesday, so you can go a whole Tuesday to last Tuesday. Okay. I, like, Betty Crockered it up during the hurricane. And I got, um, I made this like raspberry crumble thing and it was really good. And I'm lactose intolerant. I just straight up use butter. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was at home all day anyway. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? That's right, mom. She's using <sighs> butter. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How did you make the crumble? Cause that's the one thing that I've like, I see it on coffee cakes. Like what's the, what is it? Brown sugar and yeah, exactly. It's brown sugar, flour, and then I did like vanilla extract and then melted butter, and then you just like mix it all together, and then you put it over. Yeah, it was so, really good. Ah, uh, finished clean plate club. Oh yeah, it's gone. Pan's gone. It's clean, gone. clean pan club actually <laughs> on that one. Yeah, oh gosh. All right. Well, listen. You need to uh, definitely uh, learn how to drive um, for this, or um, just text Greg or I. We'll, we'll, I mean, I'll, I'm lazy. I'll send you a call. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. That would be. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go chug Benadryl right now, guys. All right. Godspeed. Good luck. Right, I love you. Thanks, May. Love you guys. Thank you.